TESOL Pop, Season 7, Episode 6. Hello and welcome to TESOL Pop, the mini podcast for busy teachers. My name is Laura and joining me today to talk about using music in the classroom is Tommy Bradford. Tommy is a TEFL qualified teacher with over seven years of experience. In his work, he teaches English with music and other media. By combining the two, Tommy explores the importance of language and culture with his learners. Welcome to the show, Tommy. It's great to have you on. Thank you, Laura. It feels feels wrong that I'm on this side of the podcast, you know. In today's episode, we'll talk about what inspired Tommy to use music in his classes and how he uses songs as a resource. Tommy will share top tips on what to keep in mind when selecting music for our lessons, as well as close with a few of his favourite songs. As with many TESOL Pop episodes, today's episode is relevant to many teaching contexts, so why not continue the conversation by sharing this with your teaching community? All right, so let's get into it. Tommy, could you share us a bit about what inspired you to start bringing music into your lessons? Music has been always there. My uh, my dad played the guitar. Um, I watched him play it, and I I grew it. I you know it was like watching it's like watching a mini orchestra. You know, and I loved that. You know, when I saw it for the first time that he was playing the guitar, I was like, I want to get into that. Then I remember going to my local music shop, buying my first guitar, then getting then my parents ordered a guitar teacher and you know from then onwards it was just like a love story with music you know and and then it was like you said it was about seven years ago that i started teaching english and to start with i was like thinking where can i how what can i use what's my what's my superpower and my realizing my superpower is music and i started using music with with um you know a few of my one-to-one students and they they were like Wow, that's really amazing. It's wonderful how you mentioned that music is your superpower and you've identified that as your unique selling point, we'd say, in business. Because as a independent business owner, you run your own classes, you find your own clients, you've leaned into something that's such a huge part of your life and used it to deliver value to your students and create interest and intrigue around things like grammar that can be quite uh, repetitive in, in, in course books and what we've experienced before in, in our previous school uh, studies. Could you give a few examples of how you you're using music such as songs with your learners because I know you're not always bringing in your guitar and playing the song uh, you know yourself as a live gig um, but if you're bringing a song into a class what are some of the things you kind of can do with it well I mean you know the first thing is you take the song and then you dissect it you know you know that you go through the before you've even listened to it you take the text and you start reading the text through if you know the song already you can even sing it to yourself and then once you've done that you then need to go and listen to it. You know, you need to immerse yourself in the song. You need to hear what the genre of the music is because genres have different stories. You know, rock and roll tells the story of, of you know, the late 60s, 70s, you know, a bit and into the 80s. You've got to hear that genre and you've got to say, okay, what is the historical background of that song? You know, and you, you think about it. Okay, so you know you're reading all of it. You're reading the text where you've heard it. What is the story that they're trying to tell you? You know, maybe you want to go and do a, a background search. You know, there are so many good websites. Do a background search. What is that? What does that? Um, what does that website tell you? You know, what does that person tell you about that song that you that you didn't know before? And that, just to give you a just to give you a spoiler here, "Gimme Shelter" is actually about the Vietnam War because it was produced in around 1970. And it's about, you know, it's about how everything around the singer is going to, is collapsing. Everywhere, everything is on fire. People are angry. There are 
whatever it might be. So, you know, you've got, you do a bit of historical background and then you think about the cultural background of the song. And then with that, with all that information, you, you, you've learned not only about the language, but you also learn about the culture, the history. And you can take this and you can go and listen to more of that, perhaps more of that same artist or same band and, you know, understand how perhaps that band evolved over a period of time. Why did they go from being a rock and roll band to a, to this sort of band or whatever it might be. And that is how we get, that is what you get out of one song. When you were describing how much you can get from a song, um, you reminded me of um, a time when I've experienced songs and music in my own own uh, learning and how much that stayed with me. Yeah. And from what you just described there, like as teachers, we can look at the lyrics, we can review it for the meaning behind it, the cultural and historical references, as well as the language. And that can like play out into the lesson, right? Where we can do gist for like general com- comprehension of the song with our learners, detail and picking out the grammar, and then going further and deeper into the song, getting them to explore, well, what do you think is the message here? Yeah. Here's the context. What do you think this song is about? And what do you think is the intention behind the the singer which I think is often missing from a lot of classes that that you know other step of inferring and exploring and responding to a creative piece of of text or music and the 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 other thing that is missing in lots of many classes is the is if you do listen to a song people completely misinterpret it you know there is a complete misinterpretation of what is said what is being you know what the message is people always think oh he's probably talking about this yeah okay you know there might be a song which has literally a one-to-one meaning but not but you know most times you'll find that a song has more than one meaning it's important as teachers to encourage our students to go and say, oh, is there maybe more than this meaning? Is there more than one perhaps one side to the story here? Yeah, really activating those critical thinking skills, right? And yeah. opening a space, a safe space where there can be multiple opinions and interpretations yeah. that, that learners can listen to and respond to. When you're selecting uh, songs, particularly for your classes, what sort of things do you bear in mind? Like what makes a good song to use for the language learner well it depends on what the learner wants you know, that's the first, that's got to be at the forefront of everything what does the learner want does the learner like listening to heavy metal you know does that does the learner like listening to more softer music you know soft rock bit of, you know or does the person prefer to listen to maybe something which is you know, from a particular culture or a particular background. It depends on what the learner wants. And then once you've taken that into, into uh, you know, taken that, taken that information on, you then go and do a bit of background research. You, you know, you say, okay, this, this particular learner is of a certain level, prefers to listen to this sort of music. Is there something which is, which is like, which is within this level, which they would appreciate, you know, and obviously the, higher the level, the more scope you've got to choose from, you know, but the lower that, you know, but if you say for, if the learner says, well, hey, you know, I do like Bob Marley and I do like listening to his music, but at the same time, my level is only an A2, then it could be a few problems here, you know, so you've got to, you've got to find a middle way in between what the level is, what they like, 
and then you see, okay, I found something here which you might appreciate, which you might like, and then you go and do this. And but you have to make sure also not to demotivate your students in the sense that you know there are songs where there is where the clarity of speech is really zero. You know, you go and listen to a song and you will understand nothing, even as a native speaker. You think, well, if I gave that song, they would, they would, they would just, you know, they would log off straight away and they'd be like, they wouldn't come back. You know, so you've got to be, you've got to take these things into, um, into consideration and you've got to think about the clarity of speech, the level, the, the level of the learner, what the learner would like to listen to, what they would appreciate. And once you have that, you should have, and I'm not saying it's always the perfect, perfect mixture here, but you should have a good enough song which fits almost, you know, let's say two out of three categories, two out of three points here, and you think, super, that is good. We've got a win here. Two out of three points covered. I'll take that. Let's try it out. That's so wonderful how you talk about that cycle of like listening to your learner, understanding their needs, selecting songs that are relevant to that, their level, their interests, and listening again, even when they're using the song, like, is it, is it working? Are they enjoying it? Is it accessible? Um, if not, as teachers, it's important that we reflect and learn from things that don't work and then use that to feed into the next lesson. Exactly. I'm really excited for you to share some of your favorite picks when it comes to songs. I know you have a few songs that you regularly use in your classes. Yeah. Would you mind introducing your first choice? Anything from the ABBA catalogue is is definitely worth listening to. I chose Dancing Queen. You know, I mean, simply put, it's it's a it's an uplifting song about a, about a seventeen year old, I believe it is, who who's that who really wants to dance. It's a, you know they want to have a good time, and you know it's such an uplifting song. And with many of ABBA's songs, it's clear as it's clear as day what they're talking about. It's clear because they are very they're very well spoken. They're very well pronounced words. I've chosen Dancing Queen, but you know anything from the ABBA back catalogue. You know it can be anything. Just remember though that you've got you should you should really try and choose something which fits two out of three criteria I talked about earlier. Then we got. Possibly my one of my favourite Beatles songs ever, you know. And uh, you know, and when I think about the Beatles, Beatles for me are sort of um, they started off <clears throat> as a rock and roll band, but then they turned into sort of poppy rock, you know. But the song that I've chosen is it is rock and roll. It's Day Tripper. Just from the title, you're probably thinking, oh, someone who's going off on a day trip. Well, that's what I thought. But like I said. Do some background information, do the historical background on it, and you'll find out that the that day tripper by the Beatles is a completely different has a completely different meaning to what we think it has. Yeah. So I'm not gonna give away any any spoilers there. And then for advanced learners, I chose the Rolling Stones with Gimme Shelter, you know, and it is it is a classic. It's classic rock from around 69, 70. And it talks, like I talked about earlier, it talks about um, the Vietnam War and how everything around the singer is collapsing. Um, so those are my three songs, but, you know, it's not to say that things like Bob Marley can't be on that top five, can't be on the top five. Not to say things like Wilson Pickett can't be up there as well. It is incredibly hard when you're put on the spot to say three songs, choose them. 
without, you know, without erring, you're thinking, I don't know. You know, I don't want to offend anyone with it. So, you know, that's not on me. You know, I'm going to put that <laughs> I did put you on the spot. But the fact that you've talked about earlier, like we can use any music as long as it's relevant to our learners. Yeah. Um, it's appropriate for them. It's appropriate for their level. It's clear. It's got clear. Um, it's a clear recording. I mean, some of the older recordings aren't always that clearly recorded. Yeah. So thinking about these things and the language you can take from it and what other um, things you can explore, such as the story, is really valuable. So I'm really looking forward to hear what listeners may suggest and how they use songs and some of their favorite songs that they bring into the classes and how they're used but you did a fantastic job in uh, selecting three thank you so much Tommy yeah it's been a pleasure you know like I said it, it, at, at the beginning like I said it feels really strange being on this side of the, of the microphone you know um, I prefer being on your side you know <laughs> <laughs> you did a cracking job you're fine you're fine great yeah. To learn more about Tommy's work, go to his Instagram, Tommy Bradford's English School. I'm going to include the link in the show notes or in the description below for you so you can find that easily, where you can see lots of inspiring posts and videos about his work and how he brings music and culture into his classes. If you have a question or an idea to pitch for TESOL Pop, then you can contact us via the website, tesolpop.com. Finally, you can support the work we do at TESOL Pop by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to the podcast, by sharing today's episode, with your teaching community or by even buying us a coffee at ko forward slash tesopop.